Welcome to Chucked, and uh, we're on here on a special morning uh, to do Chucked because this morning, a few hours ago, it was announced that that Herb is retiring. This is fresh off the grill. Yes, I mean, this, this is. is. So, so yeah, we are. This we is are an really hour fresh. and a half away from exactly from the news breaking. I've been in Provoke all morning, and so I've been on Twitter all morning. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny because I, Mayor Nan Whaley was with us today, and and uh, just a brief mentioning of the difficulty of leadership. Whether you, you know, just leadership, whether you're leading a Boy Scout troop or you're the mayor of Dayton, it's a tough job, more than ever. As someone who's been in leadership for, you know, over three decades, it's it's more it's tougher than ever. And uh, I I was tempted when I got up at the end to say, you know, while we were here today, it was announced. And I thought that would derail the whole closing to this because <laughs> there would be so many people that would be uh-huh. running from the room with their smartphones in their hands. It can't be true. No. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, uh, I, I do know that people when who predicted his tenure wouldn't last long at Ohio State mm-hmm. because he's just so intense. And that position is so intense, even for mild-mannered people. It's intense, and uh, you know. So, I, I, a funny story of how the news broke for me. Talk about um, how people would react if you just said that and provoke. So, I'm sitting at our kitchen table this morning and um, doing what I normally do. I have my coffee. I um, I'm sitting there, and my wife's sitting across from me, and um, our son had just woken up, and uh, he is in the bathroom, sitting on the toilet back at the other end of the house and um and I get on I'm on I'm on my phone and uh checking the you know the what I do on Tuesday mornings the game last night and Twitter and all that and um so I'm scrolling through and I see this you know bleacher report you know breaking Ohio State um head coaches retiring after the Rose Bowl and uh, at first I thought it was just I mean there's been so many reports mm-hmm. right yeah. you know, this whole year yeah. that I thought it was just kind of okay another report okay another and then it just kept on coming and coming and okay this is you know 11 warriors and all these trusted outlets are and so Gunner is, is in the bathroom and there's no toilet paper in there and he starts yelling about toilet paper and uh, and so and finally I just Gunner find your own toilet paper <laughs> And Mackenzie uh, said, what is wrong with you? Did you just oh get a text gosh. or something? And it said, no, I just, it's football. Don't worry. Huh. It's football. Oh, but poor um, but poor <laughs> <kids>. <laughs> So I went back there and got him some toilet paper and he finished his business. But uh, so, yeah, that's how I found out. And I, wow. that I made her love I football even more, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> and then I forgot to feed the dog. So. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Which... So. Yeah, which kind of offsets the gunner situation because the dog won't have to go to there the bathroom. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. They kind of the universe yeah. balances out after a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so much to talk about with this because uh, because Ohio State is is in, entrenched in our family culture for you know forever. Uh, the university, the football program, everything. Uh, as we always joke, I mean, I I I follow women's lacrosse. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I. You know, I'm just an Ohio State fan. I'm an Ohio guy. I root for everything in Ohio. I'm proud of our state, and and uh, so I was really thankful I could have been in ministry in 50 different state, 49 different states, but I, I ended up being in Ohio. I'm so thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so much here with this. Uh, First, how do you feel about what's going to happen? 
I mean, like, you know, as far as the football side of it. Yeah, I'm really impressed with Ryan Day. I'm really mm. impressed with him. The risk, obviously, is he's unproven. Because running the store while the, the owner's on vacation is not the same thing as running the store, owning the store. Mm-hmm. It's a different deal. I think if I were going to take a chance on someone, uh, he has the it factor. He has the it mm-hmm. factor. Now, all that said, I don't think we're ever going to see a 90% winning percentage at Ohio Stadium, mm-hmm. at Ohio State again. I just think this is an unprecedented era. He lost seven regular season games in seven years. That's just and didn't crazy. lose one until what is the second or third year? Yeah, yeah, third year, twenty fourteen. Um, and then I just think you know I think he ought to have seven and zero on his gravestone someday. Because mm-hmm. just to die knowing you're seven zero against me, I I would have that on my gravestone if Jesus weren't in my life. Okay, <laughs> looking looking at gravestone. looking at what's trending on Twitter. Do you know what the third the third football topic that's trending most today after Urban Meyer and Ryan Day? You know who it is? Mm-mm. Jim Harbaugh. The fact that Jim Harbaugh is the third wow. most trending topic on oh Twitter today, gosh. I think, is the greatest social media tribute Urban Meyer could have. It is. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. There's some one guy said that Urban Meyer should retire in Michigan because he he owns the whole damn state. <laughs> that is great. Oh, that is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much. You know, the, here's the thing: is is uh, you know this by by chance or by providence. Coach Meyer and I, we were in the Middle East the same summer. Hmm. And both in an existential crisis, I was in a very big crossroads in terms of leadership and leadership at Southbrook. Uh, Just 25 years in ministry, I was fried. Mm -hmm. And he was fried uh, from his tenure. And so when we talked, I, we got a chance to talk about that, and we shared so much in common. And our personalities are similar, but we shared so much in common about the shalom we experienced there that we took with us. I told you last weekend, just like with me, there's a few years where I lived off the heat of that light I found there. And then you get to a stage where you have to manage it. And mm-hmm. I see him as a person who who is just increasingly distant from that incredible, significant event of the you know traveling the Holy Land. Mm-hmm. And so there's that. There's just that connection. When 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 we talked about that this morning, I, I you know I'm by no means a friend of Urban Myers, but I texted him and said, "Shalom, Coach." I mean, just a simple, um, a simple. This is this is a, a decision made out of shalom, I think, which if, for those of you who don't know, that's the Hebrew word for peace, mm-hmm. but it's deeper than that. It's God has set all things right and is setting all things right, and we can be at peace. So it's related to the word salvation. So uh, there, not to delve too much into that yet, because I want to stay more on some surfacey level, but there's just there, mm-hmm. there is a personal emotion to, I've gone through some trauma in leadership. I think this summer was traumatic. I think it was an emotionally traumatic mm-hmm. uh, experience. No matter how tough you are, and he's a tough individual. For that family, that was traumatic. It was, I think, clinically traumatic. Mm-hmm. That 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 almost necessitated to not be at the Big Ten press conference next summer because it's just like the brain that would, you know, it's just traumatic. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but. 
I want to stay on a surfacey level a little bit for just a longer. So hit the mm-hmm. pause button on that. Uh, how, what do you think about Ryan Day? What do, what's your take? I saw your tweet a little bit. Yeah, ago. you're, you're not. As, thing, you're not as optimistic I think, as I, I think, am. I think. I uh, think. And you know, I'm sure anyone that's not an Ohio State fan and just they just love this. That, but uh, we're entitled to a sharp coach. <laughs> I think. I think. I mean, you're Ohio, the Ohio State University. You very well should be sharp. That's a prerequisite. You know, that's you should probably be, one of the top you should, you five sh- jobs in the country. You top need three. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not impressed by that. I don't. Like, yeah. I mean, if yeah. you're, you're, you know, you know how to coach football. Well, great. You know, it's it's like yeah. it's like patting a drunk on the back for not drinking. It's good. You're doing something you should be doing all along. <laughs> good for you, man. You know. So. Um, so yeah, that's. I mean, I love him. I mean, I, I the you know, when I'm hearing him talk and all those things, I love it. But it's like okay, oh, I should love it. I mean, I think, you know, it shouldn't be blowing me away by things you should be doing. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. And you know, the, and last, I, I, I mean, a New Englander that <clears throat> has a position coach that blew out Oregon State. Ah, I that's, mean, that's that's, that's the risk. The risk is you know, like you tweeted out. The, I have I have. Nightmares of the last time a non-Ohioan yeah. was the head football coach at Ohio State. You know, just doesn't. That was, it just, that was two ten like, and one. You said he has the if factor. Yeah. I think he does. Like as far as like, does he seem like a guy that yeah. could recruit? At, you know, absolutely. He seems like a good recruiter. But like, yeah. I mean, what we saw, uh, you know, a few weeks ago at, in Ohio Stadium, and what we've witnessed the last seven years in that game is just that it finally, you know, and what we and, and what we witnessed through Trestle's years, mm-hmm. and that. It just means more to us than it, it does, does to them because so we have because we have a leader that's just born and bred. In well, Ohio. yeah, you you had a guy from Cleveland in Urban. Mm-hmm. I mean, just you got a guy from uh, Youngstown, who, who, who's my generation. I mean, was you're growing up during the ten year war. It just it couldn't get mm-hmm. any better. So we we got to be careful comparing it to that because you just literally the only person who would have been even close would have been Saban. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy who was born in West Virginia and went to school at Kent State. He has a lot of Ohio roots and mm-hmm. obviously has probably the best college coach of all time. Mm-hmm. That's the only other guy that could have had this kind of a record, you know? Yeah. So we've got to be careful there. I I, I, I do think he has uh, the it factor. I, I was listening on my – I went to grab some breakfast a little bit ago, and I was listening to Spielman and Hooley. And Spielman said, oh, well, he goes, you know, he goes, you know, the risk, yes, is that he doesn't have Ohio blood. But he said, "I believe." He said he's had a blood transfusion. That he, he this this Ohio State thing is deep into him after two years here now and experiencing the Michigan game, et cetera. I'm gonna so, give, I'll give him every you know I, I would I, I won't I give him the you know the benefit of the doubt and everything and I'll give him every chance and because uh, I like him and I want him to succeed. Obviously, um, I just think the biggest prerequisite to that job that position is you hate Michigan. Yeah. You know, you're born with that. You that, that yeah. game matters more than well. Anything. It's the reason why we do so well in that under Trestle and, and Urban is, you know, Michigan fans say, "Well, you guys just it, means, it just means more to you, Rednecks." Hicks. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. That's why we do well. Mm-hmm. So don't complain that you don't do so well. You don't care about it because we know your wine and gold, You know your wine and cheese sophistication, preppy Duke brother of Duke uh, culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, you don't. It doesn't mean that's why we do well. That's why Cooper didn't do as well. He mm-hmm. did not see it the same way. Yeah, the, there is a, you know, if, yeah, it's just different. And because um, Cooper was a guy that he got talent. Oh my gosh, he got he the per- team. Oh my gosh, and he was the coach. The '98 I mean, team was the most talented team in the history of Ohio State. You know, I mean, there that was mm-hmm. the '96. I mean, yeah. He, and he's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He's a Hall of Fame coach. It's just being he's from Tennessee, coach, yeah. being from New Hampshire, is just he different did, from being from Ashtabula you know, and Youngstown. It is. It is. Or Newark, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or Dayton. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's, you know, Ryan Day, I, I'm, I'm optimistic, though. I mean, it's at the end of the day, I think, pardon the pun, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, uh, it's all about recruiting, and I think he'll be able to recruit, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, Michigan and Ohio State start on third base when it, it's recruiting. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you got to do is get those – the, for example, the Michigan Ohio State game always comes down to one or two things. So, is who got Charles Woodson in the recruiting battle, or Ted mm-hmm. Ginn? Yeah, and who has a better quarterback? That's it. Always comes down mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. What did it come down to this year? Paris Campbell, Dwayne Haskins. Paris Campbell, Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it. You know, it always comes down to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the teams are twins. Mm-hmm. You know? I think the one thing with Ryan Day we don't have to worry about is. The one thing you do risk with you with getting an Ohio homer, a guy that's just, you know, like Trestle, is he's so worried about getting all the Ohio recruits that he misses out on Garrett Wilson and all that. That's the, true. You know, with Ryan Day, he's yeah, not going to have any no, allegiance to Ohio. And I, with I'm that, not that one respect, of those that believes you got to get guys from Ohio because they. Mm-hmm. I don't. I have. That sounds contradictory. What we're saying about the coach, but no. You got it. It's not the X's and the O's. It's the Jimmys and the Joes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It mm-hmm. is getting the best players, and if they're from. Uh, you know Wakanda, mm-hmm. recruit him from Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that's a if a Black Panther, uh, I'm using the comic book picture yeah. here. Uh, you know, you get him mm-hmm. right. <laughs> He's fast and he can run. It doesn't matter where where they come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, guy, yeah, maybe we don't do as well because we don't have guys. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. That's not why we lost to Purdue. We lost to Purdue because seven. Starters were injured. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. why we lost. I, I really do believe that. Yeah. It's not why we got beat forty nine to twenty, but it is why we lost. Um, so, what else? What are some of your the thoughts? We're going to direct it towards some application here in the last fifteen minutes or so. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much. It, it is. This is fresh off the griddle here. Yeah. Uh, um, something that any all the chucks chucksters and chuckettes out there know that's dear to our hearts is Ohio State football and the state. Um, what else for you is bubbling this morning? Well, um, aside from all the minutia of you know what's going forward and and, and whatnot, I think uh, I mean you really need to stop and be thankful for them as a, as an Ohio State fan. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, never never finished lower than tied for first in the Big Ten. You know, in seven years, I won a national championship. He put half of, you know, seemingly uh, America's high school students in the NFL. Um, he uh, yeah. probably should have won the won the national championship had he gotten a shot two more times. Probably could have yeah. in 2012 mm-hmm. and in 2015. Probably mm-hmm. would have won the national championship then too. Um, and then it's just a real. It, it really makes it sad that uh, they didn't get the playoff this year. Because I think yeah, they, they would have played the with way their they head throw on fire. the ball. The way they th- yeah, and the way they throw the ball, they could beat anybody. They mm-hmm. they re- when you can throw the ball like that, you can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard to have an answer for that. And uh, yeah, um, so let's shift to the obvious. Uh, there's so many lessons here, but the obvious lesson is how does this impact you as someone who's interested in leadership, as a leader yourself. Um. You know, setting aside the Ohio guy with Ohio interests in Ohio State, uh, let's talk for a few minutes about 
you know, leadership. We've talked a lot about that, as you can imagine, through this last four months. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen me go through some, on my microscopically smaller level, uh, you've seen me go through some traumatic leadership experiences. Uh, let, let me also say this. I've caused trauma for people, too. So, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh, I'm always a victim of mean people." No, no, no. I'm treated with unbelievable grace. Uh, I've I've been treated, but but people are people, and sometimes you get in situations where it takes a lot out of you. The state of decompensation is when your emotions are not adequately resourced to handle the demand being put upon your life. Um, I think that's a factor here. I think the arachnoid cyst is the main thing. Mm-hmm. It's but it's it, the emotion of of the year as a factor. What are your leadership rumblings and hummings this morning? I don't know. I think I'm getting the head of in, into his head um, here. I, I imagine he, this has a lot to do with his perspective and what matters most. And it's not, uh, accomplishments, successes, and failures aren't what matters most as a leader for him right now. Um, although those things are great, um, it is a uh, what matters most to him probably right now is family, and as uh, as his uh, the you know the the rest of his life's main objective and. Um, and then aside from that, I, after that, I wouldn't even say it's success and failure. I'd say it's um, the people he's affected, the people he's um, that have come under him, the people he's discipled in a sense. Um, so, you know, that it's greater than just success and failure, but the, what he's done with um, raising other people up, um, not just in the sense of, you know, grooming Ryan Day, but... Uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of stories we don't even know out there of people he's he's affected and um, he's given opportunities to, and uh, that probably matters more to him than than seven and zero against Michigan, even. Yeah, you know? hey, the older you get, yeah, you get perspective on what really matters. I thought there was an interesting thing that nobody talked about that I, as a grandfather, noticed after the Michigan game. Everybody talked about how Shelley was crying and they embraced. And it was a long embrace. It seemed to be a foreshadowing of this. But the thing I don't know if you picked up on when when he saw his grandson, and he he went over to you know in, to for his grandson to come to him, and his grandson said no, no, you know I'm not I'm not there right now, and coach just kind of okay. I mean I've had that happen to me so many times mm-hmm. because at the age his grandson is, and and when Gunner was this age and Gage now, uh, I. I this is this way with me. They're not they're not as close to the grandfather as they are the grandmothers. Mm-hmm. They're just not. I, and I I don't know if this is true of all grandfathers, but for me it's true. I mean I'm just I'm just not wired. The older Gunner gets, he's six now. The more we do stuff together, you know, it's mm-hmm. just it's like it's like you take over as a grandfather, but it. There's no way Urban spent much time with that grandson to this point. Mm-hmm. There's no way, because I just know the hours they work. Yeah, there's no way, and and that means a lot to him. Now, I I think that's a factor. Not, I mean, obviously the decision I think was probably made before that. So I'm not suggesting, 
well, you know, I'm retiring because my grandson spurned my affection after the Michigan game. That's not mm-hmm. it. But I, there's no way he's been able to spend much time with him. Mm-hmm. And the older you get, the more those relationships matter so much. Yesterday, I, I was having a hangover from the weekend. And my hangovers are... are uh, or sometimes worse than ours. Yesterday was a really bad hangover. I think it was the nature of what I talked about, the soul. It's just very, it's very vulnerable. And so I was having a, uh, it's, it's funny, I can't tell the difference between sadness and meaning now. <laughs> you know, I was having a very meaningful slice sad day, but it was meaningful in that I was listening to Hillsong's Christmas stream on Spotify. And just the last night, I was out and about because Sherry had a party at our house that I could not be a part of, and uh, I was just—it was just—it took me back to when you guys were little. Some things I had to run into the the mall, the Dayton Mall, and get something. And about the only time I ever go in there is during the Christmas season, and it was just memories of when you guys were little, mm-hmm. the smells even, and just how rich it is. I can't tell the difference between sadness and meaning, mm-hmm. you know, and I just obviously learn is yesterday especially my head's just not screwed on straight on a monday like that and just learn to really latch on to what matters and maturity gives you the tools to transcend your emotions mm-hmm. and deal with reality not your feelings feelings aren't always reality and for me that directed me to just just how rich my life has been you know just how just ridiculously my cup overflows and I'm drinking from the saucer. And I think that is a large part of... Uh, I, I see Urban working at OSU. I see him working for Fox. Pray tell that he doesn't go work for the evil empire. Mm-hmm. ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see that happening. I hope he goes to work for the school, but it'll be obviously a lot more balanced position because that's what maturity gives you especially. It's just... I mean, there's something to, yeah, you've been self-actualized now. You, you know, it's, he's experienced the, the the upper echelon of his profession. He's made lots of money. It's time to be able to enjoy the fruit of what really matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hope for those of us, for those who are Chuck listeners here, um, I hope that's one of the takeaways is that nothing on earth is worth giving up your faith and your family and your friendships for. Mm -hmm. It's at the end of the day, that is exactly what matters. But I would still have seven and O put on my tombstone. (laughs) (laughs) I would still have seven and O. Oh my gosh, what a way to go out. What a way to go out. Any Mm -hmm. parting thoughts for Chucksters and Chuck Atsos? You've been with me through my journey. In a, again, a microscopically smaller way of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, leadership. And, you know, you grew up in a home where there was the challenges and joys of leadership. Yeah. The only application of this is is um, a Matthew 17 and on application of Peter, James, and John wanted to build uh, the first institutional church on the mountain. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it was good for them to be there and... Um, to, to bottle up that shalom and okay, you know, like when, because you have that feeling in life and moments, okay, no one move, no one do anything else That's ever right. again. This is, you know, this is it. The uh, while you were sleeping scene with the dad. Mm-hmm. Like you have those moments when everything and everyone's just right. Yeah. They yeah. don't last. 
yeah, you got to come down from the mountain as, as you've often taught and, um, and somehow manage that shalom and, and moderate mm-hmm. it. And, um, and part of that shalom is, you know, post transfiguration, um, there's a thread of sadness that runs through Jesus and that can be taken to an extreme within, um, Christianity, you know, the solemn, you know, Christian misery and sadness are mm-hmm. different things. Um, that desolate, uh, irritation or, you know, uh, lack of, of being content, um, is different from that kind of Richard Rohr bright sadness that, mm-hmm. that, you know, that, um, you you understand the fragility and preciousness of life to such a degree that you are sad for its um, infant perpetual infant like state hmm. that it it just needs coddled and and cared for constantly and hmm. and 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 looked after and you know like a uh, like your own little garden of Eden in your life to preserve and uh, I think that's what you see throughout this is sadness that culminates in Gethsemane and. And um, and where he's just over overflowing with praying for his friends, and um, that's where his, you know Jesus' family is his perspective there. That's where he comes yeah. to. Yeah. Um, that's who he's with when he's when he's hanging. That's who, and so I think um, yeah. I mean, you see that in maybe this this story here with Urban. He is uh, he's managing the shalom. He's come down from the mountain, and uh, he's just. Uh, just ready to to tend the garden of his family. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Well, until next time on Chuck, that's Austin Charles. I'm Charles Braxton. Shalom. Mm-hmm.